Blog Talk Radio. Brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Doc Murphy of rootdocmurphy.com in Paganistan. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Ms. Robin of robinsmojo.com in Northern California, bringing us today's topic of blessings and protection. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Miss Cat? Ah, thank you, Doc Murphy. Um, Mr. Nagashiva, um, could you come into my office and reset me up? I'm no longer uh, connected to the chat. I'm no longer connected to the world of the rundown. I'm no longer connected to anything. Here he comes. <laughs> it's all gone. It's all gone. Um, well, things here are a little chaotic, as you might guess. I don't usually have to call for my tech support while on the air. Um but that's how it is today. Um, I've been working very hard on my mystery book this last week. Mm. I'm going to have a few more pages of it typeset. And uh, if you're a patron um, and support me, you'll get advanced typeset pages of the mystery book, which is going to be coming out this year at the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, August 13th and 14th. And... Um, other than that, I can't exactly say what I'm doing. I'm running myself uh, a little ragged, I guess. Um, I'm just trying to keep all of the plates spinning at the same time. I haven't been doing uh, much root work for people lately. I've been doing an awful lot of reading, however. And the reading has become um, very interesting as people transition from the... Um, broken love life of COVID mm. to their new jobs. And um, I think I mentioned this last week, uh, everybody wants a new job now at better pay and in a different town. And uh, if that's what you want, give me a call. I'll do your reading on it. Generally speaking, though, just from the readings that I have done, so many people are almost like trading places. One guy wants to move to Cleveland and get a better job, and then someone wants to move from Cleveland to Pasadena, Texas, and then there's someone else who wants to move from Houston to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. 
and then there's somebody else who wants to move from Connecticut to London. It's like the whole world is going to be rebalanced when everyone gets their new job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. And I've been doing a lot of reading on places, you know, using either locational astrology or mm. using um, cards, you know, a pull, pull a card for each different town or city or state or nation that they wish to go to and see what we get on those. It's been very, it's very, very nice doing pendulum readings over um, those kinds of cards that represent different places. That's what I've been up to. Mm -hmm. But really, I'm also on the planning committee for the festival. And so stay tuned. There's going to be lots more news about the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And uh, we have great hopes for a, a nice lineup. There will be 10 workshops, as always. And uh, nine of them will be long-form workshops. And then the 10th, mm-hmm. as always, will be a panel, which will have a number of people on it. And uh, that's what we're planning. And um, uh, the committee has already met a couple of times, and we're just going to keep on meeting until we get it all worked out and online and tickets on sale as soon as possible. So save your money for that festival. All right, that's what's up with me. How about you, Conjurman? Oh, busy as usual. It's interesting. You have all the relocation clients, all the broken-hearted clients have come to me. <laughs> so we, ah. we're having a this client that's split between us. Uh, but yes, I've been doing quite a bit of, of love readings this past month. I think just something about February's Valentine's Day really unlocked it. Maybe it was because. COVID is still around and people were still were hoping that things would open up and everything would be fine, but it didn't work out quite that way with Omicron. And, and so I've gotten quite a bit of that, uh, but most of good news in, in that regard. So like doing readings with people who are like, oh, I'm doomed. And then I'm like, look, you know, you're not. You've got lots of hope. Look, there's this opportunity coming in in April and it looks like by May you're going to have a a boyfriend or whatnot. So it's been it's been nice giving people uplifting and positive news. I'm uh, all booked for March, but I did have one client who had to back out and reschedule for uh, April. So if anyone is interested in a reading, I only have one slot open. It's March 19th, and that's it. I'm booked for the entire month. These do go by uh, really fast, and you know, I guess I shouldn't say unfortunately. I should say fortunately because no, no, all my clients very fortunate are for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're all my clients are a blessing. But, yes, I only have one slot, March 19th. But that'll be the entire month of March is booked out. And most of April, too. I think only a couple of slots in April will be opened up. But, yeah, it's been nice giving people positive news, you know, despite coming to you in kind of dire straits. Like, oh, my God, I was talking to this person and it never went beyond the talking stage. And so we did a couple, we've done some really good readings in that regard. In fact, this past week, um, we did some work with uh, lunar talisman work, um, and that was really kind of fun and interesting. We'll see how that plans out for the client. Um, so it's been it's been a me kind of lifting people up and empowering them a little bit. That's the theme of February. So love and hope for everybody who's feeling forlorn and heartbroken right now. But I'm also super thrilled because one of my favorite people in the whole world is joining us today on the radio show, and it's been forever since I've spoken to her. Well, well hello. Yes, <laughs> hello, Miss Robin. It's so nice to have you um, have you as a guest. I'm always pleased to work with you. For those of you who are new to the show and don't know Miss Robin, 
Um, she has been um, a friend, a, a colleague, a supporter, mm-hmm. a leader, and um, it worked in every capacity, right on down to cook and bottle washer <laughs> at the very first Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and presenter. And um, she's a wonderful um, reader. You all get to know her if you don't know her. If you don't know mm-hmm. her, check her out at AIR, <clears throat> Ms. Robin. And um, welcome to the show. But before I let you talk, I'm just going to say something. I forgot to thank Doc Murphy for stepping in and taking uh, Clifford's place. As yes. And I feel terrible about that. Thank you. Thank you, Doc Murphy. I was well, in such a rush <laughs> getting on. Um, and I hope all is well in Paganistan. Um, but onward and upward with the arts, as they say. <laughs> um, how are you doing uh, these days, Ms. Robin? Oh, I'm doing fine. And just like you guys are saying in readings, a lot of people want to look, are looking for new love and trying to get rid of the old. And what they're doing, they're getting out of their stagnated situation and elevating to a new situation. Mm. Uh, a lot of a lot of people have been calling for protection, and being that uh, a lot of the deaths have subsided. Um, a little bit as far as the COVID is concerned, but a lot of people still have lost loved ones. And and so everybody is looking for protection and still trying to stay healthy and be blessed. Well, that's what we're kind of coming up with as our topic for the day is blessings, how to be blessed mm-hmm. and also how to protect yourself. I think that's a good combination um, yeah. uh, having a blessing and protecting the blessing kind of go hand in hand. Um, as usual, I'd like to introduce this with a little bit of uh, kind of a general overview before we get down into the specifics and let Ms. Robin loose on the topic that she brought to us. So a lot of people uh, confuse blessings and protections. Believe it or not, you'd think they would know the difference, but they confuse them. They think that being to be protected means you are blessed, but that's not necessarily so. You can be safe but starve to death in a cave. So if mm-hmm. you think about protection, you're in a cave. No one's going to attack you. Ah, oh, here came the ginger and the ch- chocolate-covered orange peels. Thank you, darling. <laughs> um, you can be protected in a cave. No wild animal get to you, but you have no food, and you'll starve to death anyway. You can be blessed with all, you know, the food and the luxury and the clothing and the lovely house, but a robber breaks in and knocks you over the head, you weren't protected. So blessings and protections go together. You need them both. And I want to just, before we start, I'm just going to dispose of one topic that has been driving me crazy lately, Mm. and that is the plant hyssop. Um, People think that they're going to use hyssop for protection or they're going to use hyssop for blessings. But actually, if you read your Bible, hyssop is used for cleansing, not for blessing, not for protection. And cleansing is like the third leg of that tripod, cleansing. And uh, so I'm just... This just this week's rant, quickly, if I had to tell you how many clients I have had to 
get unconfused about hyssop. Somebody on the Internet's putting it out. Use hyssop for protection. Use hyssop for blessing. No, no, no. Hyssop is for cleansing. All right, now I'm going to turn it over to you, Miss Robin. I've said my piece. Tell us about what you have to say about blessings and protection. Well, a lot of times we use different uh, herbs as far as protection, like agamony, uh, angelica root, uh, barley. A lot of times people use barley to go around their houses. A lot of times when people were saying that they want to use babies or something for the inside of their house. Now, some things that we have in our own house for protection, it's like you said, it's different from blessings. But protection is like onions. People will cut onions and sprinkle it around their outside of their house or at the beginning of their roadways of where their house lead up to is because they wanted to get rid of negative energy. So that's a that's being a protection for uh, somebody that wants to come and do harm to you or rob you. That's taking their negative energy away. So a lot of times mm. people would use different things for protection, mm-hmm. and and that and that's not with with blessings. Now, like you said, with with blessings, people would use more things like rosemary or. Um, they wanted mm-hmm. to use incense like sandalwood or things mm-hmm. like that to, or frankincense mm-hmm. to use for 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 uh, blessings and create things for them. Another one is um, a lot for blessings in in dealing with this powder of uh, the King Solomon or Solomon seal root is mm-hmm. also good for protection. Okay, Mm -hmm. and some people use Spanish moss or Irish moss in puppets, depending on what they're doing for protection. Mostly, people will use Irish moss for the blessings, for protection, Mm -hmm. for healing for someone. That's a good Mm -hmm. point. Water is, and the the, 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 um, Irish moss is used for money blessings. Spanish moss is used to protect by twisting and twirling thing up you know um, there's there is a lot of um, confusion uh, among people about the herbs one thing I would say that doesn't confuse people if an herb is spiky sharp mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know has thorns it's usually for protection unless it's a rose in which case it's for mm-hmm. blessing and uh, but the blackberries which are in the rose family those are for protection and also people use nails, needles, and knives for protection. But you'll never see someone using nails, needles, and knives for a blessing. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the things that's important to recognize here is that blessings are, is a state of abundance. And when you're being attacked, that's a state of scarcity. And so you want to protect that abundance. This is something that I think people knew to conjure and root work may not always recognize that once you're blessed, you need to put the walls up. My teacher once very clearly told me that the first thing to go is money. 
all those mm-hmm. things like health. It's, money is very easy to mess with, and now that makes sense. For those of us that are astrologers, money is mercurial. But even if you're not an astrologer, money flows, right? Money moves. And so as a result, money is the easiest thing to hit. It's usually the first thing that will be hit. And so you need to protect. So if you're doing, for example, blessed money work, if you're doing money stay with me or you're blessing your money, you always want to include a little bit of alfalfa and alkanet, which will protect you from poverty and jinxes regarding money. So a little bit of protection with the blessings is crucial here. My go-to for protection, uh, particularly when it comes to protecting the home against stuff like this, is devil's shoestring. Devil's shoestring works so, so well to bind up and stop any harm that is being sent you away. It ties it up, it, it ties it down, and keeps it from even getting a glance at you. So you want to do your blessing work and then follow it up with some type of protection work to keep it safe from being affected or hurt. Because if you're in a state of blessed, great. So you don't want that blessing to go away because somebody directed an evil eye at you or cursed you or jinxed you or crossed you or whatever. So... If you're doing love, if you're doing some type of uh, money blessing, include that alfalfa and alkanet. If you're keeping your home blessed, put that devil's shoestring outside. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's a very old traditional one. And I would also um, want to say here, uh, people often make a mistake of um, doing their blessings but not protecting themselves. And I remember I said the third part of the triumvirate was cleansing. You want to cleanse your space first to prepare, right? Then you want to protect your space, and then you want to put your blessings inside where you are. You don't just go out, you know, to the, you know, desert and just bless yourself on the desert because it'll all just blow away. If you can imagine the cityscape, the, you know, the wind blowing down the caverns of the skyscrapers, your blessings just get blown away. You want to have protection on you, around you, either physical, like on your uh, clothing or on your skin or around your house. Build a little protection so that when you build up your blessings, they'll stay with you and not just scatter away. Think of your blessings uh, if we're going to talk about money blessing, as a as a little piggy bank. Well, you need that little piggy bank to contain those coins or they're all going to just dribble away and be spent one penny at a time. So protection doesn't mean that you think you're under attack. Protection just means uh, not allowing an attack mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's preventative. You think about a, you think about a, a ring... Uh, camera system, doorbell camera, that's protection in a way. It's not protection the same as having razor wire around your house. It's protection because the thief sees the camera and goes, oh, my face will be photographed. So sometimes protection can be very subtle. It doesn't have to be, you know, fiery wall of protection and slay them where they stand when they cross the perimeter. It can be just an announcement, this property is patrolled by guard dogs, right? Who wants to take a chance on it? So protection can come in many forms, and the degree of protection is really should be matched to the degree of threat that you feel under. If you work at a at a corporate job where people are backbiting and gossiping and being horribly mean and reporting people for minor infractions and trying to get people fired so their nephew can get a job, 
you may need a lot more protection than if you just have to um, get off the bus and um, and go to work in retail in that nice little boutique. You know, it's funny when you say um, with the protection of the money. It is also protection with money can also be a, a have a curse to it. And uh, when you're, say for instance, if you're having your money protected, you want to have a, like I do, for my altars, my money altars, I have a curse with it. Like if someone wants to steal money from me, I put on there, let them who, uh, let them not prosper from what they have stole from me. But mm. let them have bad luck, many problems for eternity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's and that's blocking. And then when you're saying doing protection for yourself, it's doing the cleansing, like you're saying. You're cleansing your body and you're protecting yourself, especially when you're doing any type of work or working mm-hmm. for someone. Uh, you want to protect yourself and, and you want to cleanse yourself. And not only you want to cleanse yourself, you want your client to cleanse themselves too. You want to walk through and leave the deposits in a, a tub of water and throw it to the west so that then anything that it was on you or any type of negativity energy was on you will go down to the wayside when you throw it to the west. A lot of protection comes from water because water mm-hmm. is one of the one of the purest forms of protection and clean, and cleansing and mm-hmm. blessing. When it's mm-hmm. when it's when it's sprayed over, it becomes blessed. So mm-hmm. water is one of the oldest, uh, and next to salt, mm-hmm. is one of the oldest of cleansing, protection, and blessings. At all, th- it covers all three. Actually. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so true. That's because I think water and earth both represent abundance. So water and earth mm-hmm. have both have very strong connections to abundance and protection and blessing. And so salt, water, both of these are used either to protect a person or to keep them safe, while fire and air have more protective and destructive components to it. So incenses, fires, mm-hmm. candles, etc. So, yeah, you could absolutely mm-hmm. use the elements in this way. I love that. But I think it's also really crucial to point out that what we're talking about here is preventative measures. Before things mm-hmm. go wrong, you want to get your protection up. Before things go wrong, you want to be in a state of blessing. You don't want to wait until things have gone wrong because then you're kind of building back up from a hole. And you can do it. Don't get me wrong. You can absolutely do it. You can protect yourself when things go wrong. You can regain blessings that have been lost. But it is harder to do. So I really encourage clients to build up a sort of practice, if you will. One way that you can do this is ancestral work. Uh, Working with your ancestors on a regular basis brings in their blessings into your life, their wisdom, their whatever it is that they had in life, their hard work, their abundance, all of that comes into you. So building a practice where you regularly honor the ancestors or where you set up a space for them in your home and you say, I invite you into my home, I welcome you into my family, I ask that you bring the blessings of all those that have watched over our family since the very first of us walked this earth. 
you call them in, and they will bring both blessings and they will bring protections. People who have a strong connection with their ancestors are in a blessed state. People who have a strong connection to their ancestors are in a protected state. Now, that doesn't mean that if you don't do this, you can't find blessings or you can't find protection. There's a million ways that you could do it. But this is one really good way in which you cultivate blessing and protection on a regular basis. And that can mean just maintaining their altar once a month, making sure their pictures are nice and clean, saying a prayer for them weekly, something along those lines. But it's a really great way of cultivating blessing and protection as a practice. Mm-hmm. In the chat room, Doc Murphy said something really on point. Um, those of us who know her know that she was working at a COVID site for a while, and um, and it was very, you know, she was involved in in uh, meeting people, testing them for COVID, and um, and she said that she used um, Psalms ninety one, dressed with fear not to walk over evil oil. And um, which was a which she wore as a paper in her shoe. Oh, and also dressed with fiery wall powder. So both uh, fear not to walk over evil oil and fiery wall powder. And she wore this every day. Never tested positive for COVID. She said she also used, of course, uh, you know, personal uh, protection and and other things. So mm. that's a really good one. Psalms 91 used many ways. Psalms 91 protects from all kinds of threats. And fear not to walk over evil is a spiritual supply that I learned from a guy who was in Columbus, Georgia. And he made it and sold it. It was unique to him as far as I know, and I paid him for the formula and I got it. And he told me that I, uh, he would sell it to me if I didn't make it in Columbus, Georgia. And I told him, I'll go you one better. I, I won't uh, make it until until you die. <laughs> and when I found out he had passed away, I started making fear not to walk over evil. That's a very simple formula, very simple formula of Georgia conjure, but works very very well. And the idea that that you fear not to walk over evil is based on the idea that much evil and much uh, damage is done through the feet in hoodoo. Yes. Uh, sprinkling oh, yeah. and and, um, and spraying carpets or sprinkling dirt and things like that or powders. And so this was made to kill uh, any kind of poisoning through the feet. Very specialized. Yeah, Most people um, who do not come from an African-American background don't even understand. Why would you, what does it mean, fear not to walk over evil? <laughs> but it has a real meaning in hoodoo. And um, mm-hmm. it's not that you cannot use it in another context, but most people don't even know to ask for it, and yet it's one of the nicest Mm -hmm. things uh, for that purpose because it's specifically designed to stop anyone from poisoning you through the feet. Yeah, the feet is both where you can find your abundance and where you can protect yourself because that's where people affect you, right, through the feet. I mentioned this when Mm -hmm. we talked about love, right? If you want to capture someone's love, it's their their genitals, their stomach, and their feet. Those are the ways you work. That's old school hoodoo is the idea that your feet can really be effective. In fact, that style of work, you mentioned Georgia, but Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia have a very similar approach to hoodoo, right? We call this the southeast approach, if you will. It's a particular mm-hmm. regional brand. And so one of the things that, for example, we did in Virginian country, if you bought a new shoe, and this is interestingly very similar to what Doc Murphy just mentioned, 
if you buy new shoes, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take the little soles out, the insoles, right? And in the mm-hmm. right shoe, you put a bay leaf that you have written, my cup runneth over on the bay leaf itself. This is to bring abundance into your life because bay leaf is both protective, but bay leaf also uplifts you. It's a crowning of, it's a crown of success. It's very powerful. So you put that in your right shoe. In your left shoe, you put a penny that you've prayed over or you've dressed with some protection. Oil, so like fiery wall of protection, or in this case, fear not to walk over evil, or even protection oil. Any of those will work, but you put the, either a penny or a silver dime uh, in that shoe. And so the left shoe, and then you put your soles back on, the left shoe will always ensure that you walk in protection, and the right shoe will lead you to your abundance wherever it goes. Right, right, exactly. One one for protection, one for abundance. That's a really good way yep. to work. Um, and um, this one with the silver dime, of course, goes back even farther, back oh, yeah. to the 19th century when uh, many black people were enslaved and were not given shoes to wear. And so the yep. silver dime was worn on a string, pierce a hole in the dime, and wear it on a string around the ankle. And you, there's still photos of people wearing dimes like that well into the uh, 20th century. And now, of course, people oh, yeah. have yeah. revived that practice, which had you know, kind of fallen away because people wore shoes instead. But some people will dress their shoe and wear a silver dime around their ankle in honor of their mm-hmm. ancestral uh, custom. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very useful way to work. There are a number of protection um spiritual supplies. I mentioned fiery wall of protection. I mentioned fear not to walk over evil. There's another one that's just called protection. And it's a different formula. And it it usually shows a, a an angel or a mother or some some spiritual being protecting children. It's a more gentle form of protection. Um, and it is not less effective but it is used for um, a comforting form of protection. If I had little children still uh, to go to school, I would not be putting fiery wall of protection on my children. It's too sharp. It's too much. I would put just straight up protection. And then there's yet one more formula for protection, and that is found um, in the mostly Catholic, but Protestants sometimes do use it. It's called guardian angel. And this is a different Mm. formula in which a guardian angel is asked to protect and guide the person wearing it. And this is also a, a form of spiritual protection similar to ancestral protection, but a bit different because angels, of course, are not uh, formerly living humans, mm. but we can communicate with angels. And so guardian angel oil or burning a guardian angel candle for someone when they're um, on a trip or something like that is is very common among Catholics. And I'm going to add one more, and that one's called safe travel. So safe travel is a whole other formula, very different than the others, but it does have a it has some protection qualities to it. It is so that someone may journey safely, not be damaged while on the journey, not be set upon mm. with you know, by robbers or get caught in a landslide or an avalanche, and that they will return home safely. And that if that's if they are going away and back. If they're just going away to relocate still, safe travel is for their journey. So that's another form of protection. So 
these different formulas all use different herbs, and they have different minerals in them. But salt is often found in protective formulas. And uh, as a maker of these oils, we put salt in the oil. And it's so funny because newbies to conjure phone up and say, there was some junk in the bottom of my bottle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, uh, that was the salt, right? Like, why would you put salt in there? Because that's the salt. We just prayed over the salt and put it in there. Um, so it's funny. People, it, they they get it that there's herbs. It looks like salad dressing. But when they see a pile of salt at the bottom of their bottle, they're like, what? <laughs> um, and there's there's um, there are a few other forms of protection. That again, people don't think of as protection. So I'm going to list one more, and that is stop gossip. It's a form of assault. It is not the same as a curse, but it can be very harmful. People who are gossiped about tend to become anxious. They're afraid that everyone is speaking badly about them. They they worry that people will seem to be their friend but have been convinced by the negative gossip that they really are bad and they can suffer sleepless nights and that's just normal run-of-the-mill gossip there's also the gossip that's intended to drive you out of your job or to uh, drive you out of a club or a church or off of social media or whatever that's very very ill-intentioned gossip so stop gossip is another form of protection and that's pretty aggressive one a bit like fiery wall in that it yeah. definitely does something to the person who's the gossip yeah i'm gonna i can if i can share just two products that i think are slightly underrated here um, but are phenomenal one uh most people might not think of it as protection but was traditionally used for protection is run devil run it is oh, yes. more aggressive mm-hmm. yeah, run I devil have, run I is a very old run protection devil, yeah. yeah run devil yeah. run Run Devil Run Yo, and also blessing, blessing Oil and Blessing Home Oil is also yeah. used. Another one yeah. is Cast Off Evil is another mm-hmm. form of protection. Yeah. You're casting oh, yeah, off yeah. evil uh, uh, exactly. for you. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people use other things like Chinese wash to wash away or turpentine or even mm-hmm. ammonia. Mm-hmm. For cleansing, yeah. ammonia with, yeah. with 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 lemon, they mm-hmm. they use yeah. a lot for for I'm, cleansing. I'm, and and turpentine is really one of the oldest ones that they used in the south, and they still mm-hmm. use today. Uh, and a lot of people don't talk about turpentine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turpentine, I love... well, all forms of pine, and turpentine is made from pine, pine resin incense, that was used by um, the Indians of the southeast, particularly the Cherokee Indians, to get rid of evil spirits. Pine, uh, mm-hmm. they always talk about, oh, Native Americans and sage. Well, sage wasn't growing back there. Pine was. And so the southeastern Indians used pine, and turpentine is a concentrated form of pine. Yeah, and I, you can I use pine resin from a pine tree. <laughs> I was mentioning, uh, uh, Run Devil Run is really old school protection. But it's usually done outside of the house. It can be used in the house. It's generally used to drive away 
uh, spirits and devils that are causing things like depression and heartache and sadness and sorrows, the, the spirits that attack the mind and the heart, so you can use them to drive them away. But an old school way is actually to uh, mark the four corners of the house, and so it will keep all the devils out of your house. So it's really old school. The other oil mm-hmm. I was going to mention, I said there were two underrated oils. That was the protection one. But in regards to blessing, 7-Eleven holy oil. Holy oil mm-hmm. is just old school, wonderful for blessing. It's like an all-purpose. I've used, um, I mean, growing up, we didn't do a lot of oil work, um, but the oils that we used were holy oils, and they worked basically for everything. You want blessings in love. You want blessings in your marriage. You want blessings for healing. You want blessings for money. You work with blessed oil. You work with holy oil. Uh, and so it's fantastic as a, as, a, as a product. I do encourage it. It's probably one of my favorite Scent is that yeah. holy oil? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, jump in right here. The the usual question is why is it called Seven Eleven holy oil? Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Um, it is forbidden in the Bible to make um, holy oil according to the recipe in Exodus to make it exactly. It says right in the Bible, don't do this at home, kids. So when people make their own version of temple holy oil, they always change the recipe just just tweak it just a little bit, the percentages or whatever uh, they don't usually change the ingredients so much as they change the percentages of the ingredients which are stated in the bible so a long time ago a, a, a fairly uh, nice jewish boy was making these products and he wanted to make a holy oil that would be um uh, both holy and lucky and 711 is a, a a set of numbers that's used in gambling to win and so he made 711 holy oil and it just became popular that man's name was Morton Newman the company he owned was called famous no- famous products otherwise known as King Novelty otherwise known as Valmore Beauty Supply he had several different names for it and he also even had a company uh, called the Morton Company because he was Mr. Morton Newman and so he popularized the name of 7-Eleven Holy Oil. Now, when I came along in the, uh, making holy oil for distribution, uh, I'm also Jewish, and I guess there was this cringe, you know, I can't make holy oil, that would be bad. If people thought I was making it according to the recipe in the Bible, they'd all be mad at me. So I've got to mark it in some way, and I decided to use the same marking that he did, which was 7-Eleven Holy Oil. It's just like, okay, folks, it's not Temple Holy Oil. I'm I'm a good little Jew. <laughs> but there are many people who make holy oil who don't care, and they just follow the recipe in the Bible, even though God said not to. So, mm-hmm. But that's just a little side story on holy oil. It can be made also by praying over it. There's no one way to make it. Some people just take straight up olive oil and just pray over it and call it holy oil. But in my tradition, that would have been called holy anointing oil as opposed to... Yeah. Holy oil, <laughs> or temple oil, yeah. Temple, temple holy oil, yeah. Somebody else asked in the in the chat, and the chat is rushing by really quickly um, about amulets for protection. Uh, Ms. Robin, what are your yeah. favorite amulets for protection? Well, a lot of people use the old rabbit's foot <laughs> as mm-hmm. luck and for protection for their money and luck. But a lot of times, I like to use that. Um, putting herbs together like mm-hmm. rosemary and eucalyptus leaves and bay leaves put it all together and make 
uh, in a little white bag and soak it overnight in mm-hmm. Florida water, and it makes a good, look, peaceful charm. Now, it's something that I use that I I call, it's called Trinity, and it's something that I created for myself, and I use it with my customers. And I spray it all in my house. It keeps down any type of arguments. It, prote- it does protection. It uh, protects your car. It protects people at work. It, it, it just makes people go away that are trying to bother you. And what that is is a blessing of Florida water, blessing oil, and Chinese wash. Wow. And okay. And it's, it, it, it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, other types of people have for protection are like crosses, mm-hmm. um, as they use as amulets. A lot of people use. Uh, my protection, my favorite one is the evil eye. I have several. Mm-hmm. I wear it all the time. I have it. My tennis. I have tennis shoes that are evil eye. I have a blouse. I have the earrings on the ring. The <laughs> mm-hmm. I can just go all over. But my favorite protection amulet is the evil eye. Yeah, I like evil eye charms too. And um, mm-hmm. that's a good time to put in a little plug for um, a couple of books. So um, last year. Uh, I was involved in the making of two different books that kind of overlapped. One was called Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed. And this was a book written by Henri Gamache in the uh, 1940s. And it's an amazing book. But when we went to reprint it, it was a little short. So we added more to it. I, I wrote a lot of it. Jeremy Weiss, also, Dr. Jeremy, also helped. And Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed is a worldwide survey of evil eye belief, and it has just page after page after page of spoken formulas, things uh, that you can wear, amulets, charms, and um, reflective things, including evil eye beads, and so many different things, and also what to do after you've been hit by the evil eye to reverse it. That's book number one, Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed. The other book was a book that um, Papa G., and I co-wrote, and that's called How to Use Amulets, Charms, and Talismans in the Hoodoo and Root Work Tradition. And that contains over 150 different amulets, all of them illustrated, illustrated, every one of them. And that is a um, pretty amazing uh, look if you're looking for the most powerful amulet. I'm going to tell you that power is judged differently by different people. It's judged differently in different cultures. So if you Mm -hmm. were to say, who is the best athlete, the one that runs the fastest mile or the one that uh, can do the highest jump? Two different people. It's not going to be the same person. It depends on what you're interested in. So when you say to me, well, what is the best cookie in the world? Um, I can say, well, what's the best chocolate chip cookie? But I can't say what's the all-time best cookie because what about biscotti? Uh, Maybe I like biscotti more than I like Mm. chocolate chip cookies. So culture has a lot to do with what you might think about for protection. And what I would recommend is any uh, amulet or charm that you buy, make, or use for protection that you dress it and bless it and pray over it and get it working for you. 
an intimate connection with your protection amulet is more important than what it is made of. And sometimes we'll wear something mm. that just hides in plain sight. Um, like I knew a, a lady who whenever she'd dress up, she'd always have this beautiful enameled Scottish thistle pin. It was like a brooch. It was enameled. Mm-hmm. It looked very realistic, like a Scottish thistle. And I knew she was of Scottish descent, but her family had been in America since the Revolutionary War. She was a very just a nice, normal librarian. And um, I once said to her, that, did, did you go to Scotland to get that? And she said, no, that it belonged to her grandmother. And she, she said, you know, I'm, the thistle is purple for royalty, and it's prickly all over for protection. And so mm-hmm. she wore it when she would go to these library functions, you know, where the gossipy ladies were. And it just looked like this beautiful thing. I don't think I don't believe that she dressed it with oil or that she did anything to it. She just wore it because she knew what it was in her life and what its meaning was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think another I, thing. Go, go ahead. Yeah, How about you, Ron? I was just going to mention real quickly. I was oh, just going to mention real quickly. Another thing we haven't mentioned is about setting lights for protection. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use visual candles to set lights or have a protection altar or a blessing altar. And you sometimes some people put their ancestors on their blessing altar for, for, for like, angels to protect them, you know, that are still living here. So, um, and also is baths and, and uh, tea baths, and uh, crystal baths are mm-hmm. also for cleansing and protection. Um, mm-hmm. So, so those are some of the other things that we haven't, you know, talked that of that of our protecting. Well, yeah. speaking of Dr. Jeremy Weiss, I just noticed he's in the chat. Hi, Dr. Jeremy. Um, and he's talking about uh, things that are used also against the evil eye. And, um, okay, before, he before we go any further, hold on, hold on. I just want to mention real quickly before we completely <laughs> move mm-hmm. off the topic about amulets and talismans that are protective. There are certain metals and certain colors that are also very protective. So if you're getting a ring or you're getting some type of amulet that you're going to wear or a necklace of some sort, uh, you don't always have to think about the form. The form doesn't matter, but it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world if you don't get the, the, I have to get one in the shape of an eye. It has to look like a Solomonic seal. You don't. It can, as Ms. Kat mentioned, like a brooch. It can be a brooch. It can be a tree. It mm-hmm. can be a leaf. It can be anything. But there are certain things that there are commonalities. Silver is very protective. So, for example, silver over gold. Gold rings are great. It's wonderful. Gold talismans are great. But they generally are more about attracting and drawing in, whereas silver is reflective. And so it's more protective by nature. Working with silver is really good. Blue colors are also really good that are protective. Mm-hmm. Red colors are really good. So any type of blue stone, lapis lazuli, sapphires, any type of green, any type of redstone, carnelian, these are all really protective. A gate. Green is much more about prosperity, much more about blessing. So think about the colors you're wearing. Think about the metals that you're wearing. All of those play a role in the amulets and talismans you make. Right. I, yeah. I do want to t- touch on what Dr. Jeremy said, though, which is stone fruit. Um, these are fruits that usually have a seed that looks like an eye. And those seeds uh, can be used against the evil eye. For instance, almonds, um, which uh, you can eat. 
eating almonds protects you against the evil eye. And uh, so almond paste and things like that you'll find in some old Middle Eastern cultures where almond cookies with a press, with, you know, like an almond pressed into them or just the almond paste cookies, that protects against the evil eye. And a lot of people don't realize that the form persists even after you grind it up and make marzipan. I wanted to touch on something that you were saying about the colors. And I I forgot to mention that when I was talking about visual candles. Visual candles of white and light blue are good for more peaceful. Then they have you have the visual lights to protect your love and which would you would use like red or pink. Mm. And then another one is the yellow. And we talked about traveling and and that yellow is good for traveling. Also with the um, herbs for traveling, a lot of people like to use lady slippers. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's a rare one, hard to find. But it takes us back up, back to the time when a lot of the herbs and roots came out of the wilderness. There's a, another another book that um, got mentioned in the chat, and again, it's scrolling by so fast. Excuse me for not knowing who mentioned it. Oh, it was Nagashiva. Um, the book Crystal Magic by John St. Germain contains lists of stones and what they are used for and colors of stones because some types of stones like might come in different colors. There's... You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, variations of sapphire. There's yellow sapphires, even though most people think of a sapphire as blue, you know. So he, he lists them by color and he lists them by stone. And one I do want to give a shout-out to is black tourmaline. And this is a, a stone that is made of like almost like fibers that are parallel to one another, but it's hard. It's rock. And um, that is sometimes used to reverse uh, curses and to... Um, bounce back evil and you'll see it they're for sale often they take a little piece of that black tourmaline that's sort of uh, like a little narrow column of these little thin fibers and then put a cap at the top end of it they might make a point on the bottom and they just might let it be the natural break and mounted in silver and that is something you can find them all over the world all over the united states find them on etsy find them on ebay a black tourmaline necklace very effective against attacks, especially if you know that the attack is coming at you. Um, it's not so much a distant early warning system as like, you know, I'm going into this room and there are going to be hostile people and don't you mess with me. I'm wearing my black tourmaline. It's funny because I get calls from people who want a reading and one of the things they say is like, I think I know who's doing all the evil. And I'm like, who is it? She's always wearing black tourmaline because she knows I'm going to reflect back at her. <laughs> so if you wear black tourmaline, you might be called out for protecting yourself. Why would you be protecting yourself in a social situation if you weren't intent on evil? So it's one of those um, guard your guard your work a little bit too. There's another one that's used a lot is black obsidian. It's more fragile. It's more like glass, but obsidian rings. There's also black onyx. And black onyx is used to make scrying rings. And black onyx is um, very, very powerful to absorb evil. 
Now, there's another way to protect yourself, and that's with clear or milky quartz. Because quartz will basically take and ground out any impulse that comes toward it. And uh, so quartz can be used, and it doesn't need to be messed with or recharged or anything. It's just, it's good forever. It's quartz. It's like salt. It's just like, it's there. So uh, putting a quartz crystals around is good. Another thing, we, we've talked a bunch about protection here, but I'd like to talk about blessing for a moment. And Ms. Robin, you, you said about um, candle colors, white and light blue. The same goes for those stones. The light um, uh, blue and and um, and whitish opalescent stones are often used for blessings, and there's some really good ones that are are powerful. Again, the names of stones will change from culture to cultures, but um, the pale blue um, agates and um, there, there's some really beautiful there's one called ocean picture stone it comes out of british columbia just look it up it'll blow your mind ocean picture stone looks like a picture of the ocean um it's just an amazing light blue swirly wavy uh, form just those that are very good for drawing in blessings and making your I like, home i like peaceful. also moonstone cat moonstone, moonstone. that's right Mm-hmm. Moonstones yeah. are very good, and they're good for charging with power and cleansing. That's right. That's right. There's a there's a uh, a pair of stones I like to use. There's one called sunstone and one called moonstone. And I think a lot of the uh, Queen of Wands who wears gold and silver, you know, so the sunstone is for your power and the moonstone is for your protection. I love that a lot. And moonstone is a very gentle mm. form of protection. It's more that motherly, moon-like protection as opposed to the fiery wall, razor wire type of protection. Another thing for calling in blessings is we talk about spirits and we talk about ancestors. Um, we should also talk a little bit about some of the healing angels, the angels that provide blessings of courage or blessings of success. These angels can be mm. called upon to help. And there's also, and I believe Ms. Robin mentioned it, uh, oils and, and powders and preparations such as Peaceful Home. And there's, of course, one called Blessing. Why not? That's pretty obvious. And those can be used to surround yourself with a, I would almost call it a nice, snuggly, 100% cotton sheet with lace edging spell. <laughs> you know, it's it's home. It's nice. And depending on what your idea of home is, I just revealed my idea of home. Um, you know, with 100% goose down pillows. Um, that's, that is a home that's both blessed and if you put up something around the edge, it's protected. And I love the blessings of nature, the blessings of flowers, of beautiful scent, the, the blessings of, um, oh, you know, the good things of life. What, what do you want in your life is what you want to be blessed with. Good health is another one. When you ask for these blessings, it's always good to ask the angels, ask the spirits, ask God, please bless me with this. And there is no psalm better than Psalms 23 for blessing. Yeah, you know, uh, we, 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 uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was my next thing. We we go around, but we need to ask 
And some people say higher power. Some people say Muhammad. Some people say Buddha or Vishnu or God himself, Jehovah or Jesus Christ. Those are the highest power. And those are the ones that we should pray to even before we pray to the angels. Mm-hmm. Because that is the highest power of all. There is a there's a and, and, and that, that is the most protection and with the blood mm-hmm. of the Lamb. Mhm. That's right. That's right. There's a there is a lot of work I like out of the Bible. So I'm gonna put in a plug for another book that will lead you down a different rabbit hole. And that book is Hoodoo Bible Magic by Miss Michael. And, and Professor Charles Porterfield, and although it has many many spells for the use of from the use of the Bible in different um, works, the use of the Bible in magic is usually for blessing or protection. The blessings of abundance, the blessings of safety, the blessings of love, and the blessings of good health, and protection from one's own bad habits, protections from evil intended people, protections from uh, bad speech of people, protections from violence. Those are very common prayers in the Bible. And the the book, Hoodoo Bible Magic, is really, um, it's a book for the ages. I mean, the two of them put together a compendium that covers so much territory in a very small book. And you should check it out. If you want to keep the blessings in the home and also keep yourself protected, you can work with plant spirits. So not just the higher powers, not just angels, but plant spirits. Living spirits are also really helpful here. A basil plant in the house will keep evil away, protective, but it will also bring abundance and blessings in the home. It will make the house peaceful. You generally won't fight. Mm -hmm. You won't argue, especially if you keep it in the kitchen where a lot of Mm -hmm. the heat is. So a living basil plant that you water with intention and with prayers, ask the basil to bring in blessing, ask the basil to bring in protection, ask it to keep evil away and to keep serenity in the home. It is a powerful plant. It's a blessed plant. It's a protective plant. So this is a way of working with a living spirit, a plant spirit, in your home for both protection and blessing. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. And uh, we mentioned rosemary at the outset. Many people, when they do a house cleansing, seal each room by lighting a white candle and having around it either some sprigs of rosemary just plucked off a plant or rosemary dried or rosemary oil in a little cup of water. Rosemary is related to basil and they are both used that way but basil has more of a peaceful vibe whereas rosemary is a little bit more of a power vibe and another thing is the things that we have in our kitchen that we already have that herbs Mm -hmm. that you can use like lettuce onions garlic is another one Mm -hmm. rosemary Mm -hmm. sage these lemons these are things mm-hmm. that you already have that you have in your kitchen that you can use. Uh, another thing with the eggshells, uh, which people call um, carsadilla, that, that, that's for protection because, huh? Cascarilla, yeah, or cascaria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Those we got to we got to bring this we got to bring this to a close because that was our musical cue 
to stop. Oh, <laughs> and we didn't oh, even we didn't even yeah we we could go on for another hour that we do have a reading coming up with somebody. So let's turn this over to um, Doc Murphy, and that's going to bring us to our client. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call one 888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's clients. Our caller is Gina, calling from area code 612. Gina, are you there? Yes. Welcome. Thank you for trusting everybody with your question today. Just wanted to double check and say that have you indeed uh, not had a reading with our guests today, our hosting guests today on this particular topic? Not on this topic, no. Okay, but you've had a reading before. So, and here Gina writes, as I work to become more connected and educated in this community, I'm also becoming more attuned with my gifts. Lately, I've become very aware of absorbing emotions and energies of all sorts, human, animal, and spiritual. At times, I can also feel my energy being depleted. What can I do to protect myself from being zapped or overwhelmed in these situations? Turning it over to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, I'm going to do the first reading here, and I'm going to ask Gina some questions. Um, so, Gina, what is your sign of the zodiac? Libra. Libra, okay. Um, Libras are interesting people. They have a lot of gifts for um, magical uh, work, and they are also very, very good at mediating between worlds, mediating between people. They're great negotiators, and they also can mediate between the world of spirit and the mundane world. So... um, the problem with Libras is that they are like a balance beam, and um, you put in a lot of energy on one side, they sink down on that side, they have to balance it out with energy on the other side. And you said here, you're very aware of absorbing emotions and energies of all sorts. And so for the Libra, this is a balancing act. And when is your energy being depleted? is when people are basically taking energy out of your balance beam scale. Here, I'll take some of that. Libras are often very wide open to influences, and so that is sort of the nature of the Libra. On the other hand, they're extremely beautiful, loving people, highly intelligent and much admired, and admired not just for their grace and beauty, but also for their kindness. So um, I'm going to read... Um, just a a one-card pull, and I'll tell you why, because I'd like to uh, think here about what would be the most effective thing for you. Is it the question I have is, maybe I'll do three, but let me just do start with one. Is the problem the people around you, and I'm not asking you this, I'm asking the universe, 
is Gina's problem the people she associates with, the places that she goes, or not having enough of a protection? And um, asking that question, we put in one card. And what I get here is it's the people. And the reason I do say this is it's the Five of Swords. And the Five of Swords is a battlefield. And there are people with swords smirking, a guy with swords smirking and collecting other people's swords. There are people walking away, dropping their swords. One is crying. One is kind of laughing. So to me, this says that it's the people that are causing this problem, not your weakness, not the depletion isn't coming from you being unable to create good optimistic feelings. It's people taking from you. And it's also you have around you somebody or some one person in particular who kind of gets a kick out of being negative toward others. So that's what I, I see there. Now, your question was, what can you do? Now, usually we break these readings up into uh, two readings and root work, but your question was, what can I do? So I'm going to move right on to a bit of root work um, or a bit of, uh, this is pretty much on topic for this particular show. What can I do to protect myself from being zapped or overwhelmed? This card says that you're being primarily zapped. It's not that you're running low on energy. You probably do know how to replenish yourself. It's it's being zapped is the problem. So when we see a card like this, which has swords, the first thing we have to identify is there is somebody who is actually a person who has some ill intention. They may be jealous. They may be envious of what you have. They may be... um, a person who's never satisfied until they think they can get everything. So I would work on building myself um, a a three-layer type of work. Now, you've heard the whole first part of this show, and I mentioned at the beginning that cleansing wasn't part of this show, but cleansing is part of this three-step process. So first, cleanse yourself. You can use um, lemongrass or... um, any kind of uh, you know Chinese wash, anything like that. Don't assume you're cursed. Just cleanse yourself. And then you're going to do um, a protective circle around yourself. Now, there are many ways to do this. The simplest way to do a protective circle is to take a little bit of burning incense, uh, either an incense stick or a little sage smudge, if you can stand the smell of sage, which I personally cannot stand, um, some people will use a little um, a little brazier with some burning sandalwood on it, or some people just go straight for visualization, and you just put your hand out. You can put oil on your hand. That's another thing you, I like to do, a little protection oil, and you draw um, a circle around yourself, and you can spin inside that circle, and you say, now within this circle, I am protected, and some people will go around their head and make a kind of a, a cone going up. Some people will burn an herb called a spond, which is used to, for protection and taking off the evil eye. But whatever you're going to do, you're going to make this circle. And it doesn't need to be bigger than the outstretch of your arms. And when you've made that, then I want you to sit down in that circle and write down what you want for blessings. 
Because if you go to this, um, the, the mindset of always asking for protection and never generating blessings, you end up paranoid. And you end up living a life of unnecessary drama, which is one of the things shown on this card. There's a person around you who creates unnecessary drama. And you might be better to walk away from them. But when you sit down and write down what you want for your blessings, don't don't write um, crazy, you know, I want a billion dollars and I want to live in a mansion with ten servants. That's That's not... You know, I mean, you might want that. I want it. Sure, everybody wants something, something way out of reach. But just write down what you want. I like to take a, a little square of paper, about three inches by three inches, like a post-it note, and draw two lines by two lines. So I've kind of crossed it off into a tic-tac-toe square, and I write down nine things in there that I'm looking for. You know, uh, it might be um, chocolate with orange peels, uh, chocolate covered orange peels, and it might be um, frequent sex and it might be um more queen size white sheets with white lace edgings please you know whatever and um whatever not the blessings i want safety might be a blessing i want um you know seeing my uh, grandchildren succeed in school i won't write down nine things and put that fold that up and you can put it under your pillow put it under a candle light a white candle you can dress the edges of it with blessing oil. And when you get those things, be realistic. Put a little check mark. I got that. Redraw the thing. And when you have like five out of the nine, make another nine. And that's how you can keep your blessings coming in. But always when you make this, don't leave yourself open to be sucked dry. Put up some protection. You could put up, uh, as we talked about, if you go back and listen to the show, you can put up um, dozens of things for protection, devil shoestrings or anything of that nature. All right, I'm going to um, turn this over to Robin for reading. Thank you. What I, what I came up with for your card was the Eight of Swords in reverse. This means that you're losing your power. You're not in control. Sometimes you feel illness. Sometimes you have lack of faith in yourself. But you don't want to allow people to take your power or lose control of what you have. You want to sit there and be in control of your life. Don't sit up there and let others bully you or put you down. You have to lift yourself up and look them straight into the eye and let them know that you are not feared of what they are trying to do or what they are trying to accomplish. What you don't do is let no one relinquish your power from you. Be strong. Fill yourself up. Now, I'm going to give you something that is very, very simple. Um, not, uh, of, and it's actually, it was in the, uh, the chat, I guess, um, earlier on the forum of a simple exercise that you can do. And anybody that's listening can do this. If you have somebody that's up against you, get a glass, a pure glass that can have no type of writing. It can even be a jar, but a clear jar, and make it sure that it is at least half full, of a little bit more than half full of water. Make sure it's pure water. You can use tap or bottled water. Say the Psalms 59 over the water. 
out loud. Sometimes I advise people to say the psalm three times. Read the whole psalm. This is for people that are attacking you or you feel that you're being attacked. This is people that are rising up against you. When you do this, this makes the water holy, and it becomes like an internal medicine. And you drink the water, you will feel the confidence and everything. And if you do that at night, every time you go to bed, and when you wake up in the morning, you will feel the difference. Thank you. Wow. Wow. That's a beautiful, beautiful one. All right. Well, let's see what Contraman has to say. Yeah, I think you've gotten some really good advice here. Your problem here is that you're dealing with um, crowds that are that are taking away from you. And so you need to develop, and these crowds are regular, so you need to develop some type of regular practice in order to address this, particularly if you're going to be doing more and more work in this arena, if you're going to be doing more and more work with these groups. Uh, as you're coming into your own, you need to develop a practice, develop a regular habit. This is like good hygiene, right? We take regular baths and showers, daily baths and showers. So, too, do we need to be taking regular cleansing baths. It doesn't mean you need to do one every single day, but develop a practice. And maybe that practice for you is every new moon. Maybe it's the first of every month. Maybe it's every couple weeks. Whatever it is, develop one that is regular. I would suggest some form of regular cleansing. Basil, bay, and salt are really good in this particular instance. They're great at driving away evil. They're great at driving away wickedness. They're good at driving away people who are energetically draining you, who are spiritually draining you. It's really particularly good. So basil, bay, and salt. You're going to brew the basil and the bay into a tea. Then you're going to sprinkle some salt into it. Pray over it. Add a dash of Florida water. Florida water is really good as a spiritual cleanser. It also just has a really nice scent, so it scents it. And you're going to bathe in this. Allow yourself wash in this. Cleanse it. Remove anything that might be connected to you, that may be tied to you, that may be draining you. Wash it away with this. And then take a little bit of the used bath water. Let yourself air dry and dispose of it off of your property, ideally at a tree. The tree will ground all the stuff that has been taken off of you, and it will remove it. Work with that tree as an ally. This way you develop a strong practice of cleansing. You don't want to keep that stuff on you. You don't want to let the spiritual gunk build up. Let yourself air dry, cleanse. Once you're cleansed, dispose of that used bath water off of your property. Do this regularly. When you come back home after you've disposed of it, take some Van Van oil and anoint your hands, your head, and your feet. That way you go forward and you feel empowered. So this is a way of empowering you. The next thing I want you to do is to develop a practice of protection. So once you're cleaning yourself, you've got to keep yourself safe so that you're not, again, dealing with this going forward. You don't want to be stuck in a battle where every time you cleanse yourself, you come across some negative person and they put that mesh right back onto you. So protection is a way of putting the walls up. It's like saying, look, I've cleaned the house. I'm going to shut the doors so no more dirt, dust, and, you know, mess comes inside. Get yourself a necklace, something that you can wear on your body that can, in fact, be a silver dime that you've poked a hole in and you've strung with red string. Or it can be some type of necklace that you were drawn to, for example, an image of St. Michael or some form of medallion. Any of these will work. But some type of necklace, you're going to anoint it with Van Van oil. 
You're going to place it underneath and overturn the cup. Then get yourself a white candle and anoint it with power oil and protection oil and pray Psalm 91 as you light this candle and burn it down. You're going to do this for three days. You're going to take that candle, anoint it with power oil, with protection oil, recite Psalm 91 as you light it and burn that candle down. For three days you're going to do this, preferably when the moon is waxing. And then you are going to wear this talisman on your body. It will be your protector. It will be, it'll keep you safe. It'll also act, act as a warning sign. If it is silver and it starts to tarnish, that is an indication that you need to cleanse, purify yourself in the talisman, and then uh, re-consecrate it or re-bless it. Um, if it breaks and it gets lost, then some form of hit has been taken for you, get a new one. Cleanse yourself. Repeat this process. Finally, what I would suggest to you, particularly as there's sort of people around you that is causing this, is get some slippery elm. Burn mm. the slippery elm to an ash and recite Psalm 35, 37, and 91. Take the ash and make the sign of a cross on the bottom of your shoes so that you can walk through those crowds and nothing will stick to you. You'll be able to just kind of smoothly walk in and be like, can you see her? And nothing will stick. And whatever they say, whatever they do, it will just slip right off of you. It creates a fantastic slippery barrier. So you have a three-part working, a regular practice of cleansing, a fixed protection that will be on your body, and then this slippery elm that you can refresh whenever you feel like you need it. Like, oh man, I'm going to this convention. There's going to be that one person burn the slippery elm, mark your shoes. This is my recommendation to you. Uh, again, it, the key here is don't just do a one-off. You're going to need to sort of build a regular practice, and all three of us can attest to this. Whenever you do spiritual work, particularly if you're working with others, you generally have some form of regular protection, some form of regular cleansing. Miss Cat, for example, mentions that seasonally they clean the Lucky Mojo store. Right? Every season, there's a cleansing season where everything gets cleansed. I do the same thing. I have a seasonal cleansing where the altars get dusted and all the leftover wax gets buried or disposed of. And the, you know, same thing. And whenever I feel a little bit spiritually gunky, I take a bath or I spray some van van. So develop a regular practice. Don't just assume that this will go away and don't just assume that if you become more knowledgeable or more powerful or whatever that you can simply overcome it. You develop this practice to keep yourself spiritually clean and spiritually protected. That's what I have for you. Uh, any final thoughts from my comrades here? Well, I do have one final thought, and this is just to reiterate both Ms. Robin and I got the very strong impression that this is people or a person around you. And I would um, develop a bit of discernment. Watch and listen. You'll know who it is. You have the ability to listen and understand who is talking trash, who is um, doing odd things. That person need not be confronted or fought. Libras are not great at battle. They are great at making themselves happy where they are in their own territory. And it may be that you, once you realize who this person is, you'll put up protection literally against that one person. Because there is somebody near you that is causing some of this feeling of depletion. Anybody who you walk away from and feel sad afterwards, three times in a row, you got to worry about why are you seeking them out if it only makes you sad. 
All right. Well, uh, next thing up is our network a schedule announcement with all the frills and bells and lace edging that are associated with it. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Ms. Robin of robinsmojo.com in Northern California. Take it away, Ms. Robin. Well, we did this. The spell thing, we talked about it with the lady earlier. And uh, with the water, this is good for anyone that has problems. It doesn't have to be Psalms 59. Psalms 59 is for when people are rising up against you. But then you can also use Psalms 23 and Psalms 91, as Conjurman Ali said. These are different ways of tactics to help you. But there are some other things that you can do far as to keep your house cleansed or, or clean. You can have a white candle on an altar that leads and have the book open, the Bible open to Psalms 23, having the candles um, ignited with uh, mustard, white mustard seeds, flax seeds, and red roses and cinnamon. This also helps. Bat nuts are good to keep over your door to keep people that you don't want in out. And also red brick dust to keep enemies from crossing over. Another thing is to protect yourself is to have mirrors that are on each side of your window facing outward so it can reflect anybody that's trying to throw evil at you. Another thing is to put crosses with eggshells in the in the front of your window and above your door. Crossing your doors virtually with blessing oil crosses over the top. This also helps in keeping the keeping enemies out. Taking baths is another thing that people need to do is cleansing baths. And when you take cleansing baths, you want to wash from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You want to scoop out the water with a silver chalice. And then air dry, take the water outside, face towards your left, which is the west, and throw it over your left shoulder. These are things that I can recommend to you. Those are all great. Um, and uh, mm. one of the things, again, I always reiterate, cleansing is the first step. And when you come back in, you need to create that that realm of protection around you. If you're mm-hmm. going to be doing, if you think you have 
any kind of magical difficulties around you. But even if you don't, you want to make sure your past is safe and that everything is not only clean and blessed, but that you are protected. Um, Some of the idea here that I recommend, what Robin is saying about drinking that water that's empowered, there's a there are many ways to make holy water or blessed water. There's not just one way. But be sure that you do it in a safe way. I've heard of people taking and putting oh essential oils in it and then drinking it. Don't be doing that. Essential oils are too no. strong to drink. I've heard no. of people putting Florida water in the water and drinking. No, that's not good for you either. No. Um, so just make sure it's water. But And I've heard of people, here's another one, I've heard someone did and they didn't like the result. Um, they were supposed to put a little sprinkle of salt in the water and they thought, well, since Epsom salts is used for healing, I'm going to put in some Epsom salts. In fact, I'm in a really bad situation. I'm going to put in a handful of Epsom salts, stir it into the water, they drank it. That's a powerful laxative. That will clean you out. But you need to be careful when you add anything to water that you make sure you haven't created something toxic. Okay. Uh, yes, Doc Murphy in the chat is going, Blee! Well, I've been told it, and, I, and I'm telling you that. Eucalyptus salt. Ah, eucalyptus. That's a, there, there are things, on the other hand, bay is used for protection, bay leaf, and people have a folkloric belief that if you have more than one bay leaf in your food, it's poison. That's not true. It's just bitter. But so bay leaf actually can be made, put a little bay leaf tea into water um, to make a internal cleansing, and it won't hurt you. So just be very careful. Um, if you're going to be using herbs, pay them the respect that they're due. And um, if you're going to be using water the way that Ms. Robin said, it's going to be perfectly safe. It will be fine for you. But don't be don't be confusing. Uh, uh, the, the issue by starting to add things to it that you haven't um, gotten some elder or more experienced person to tell you <laughs> do or don't do that. It's real important. Yeah, I think uh, one one really interesting suggestion that I've given people speaking of salt is if you ever dispose of anything or you're doing sort of work outside and you're coming inside, keep a jar or small bowl of salt by the door. Um, not on the ground, obviously, but then you keep a small bit. And before you walk in, you just grab a pinch of it and sprinkle it over your left shoulder and then walk in. This is particularly used um, in certain places when you do graveyard work or you do any type of work elsewhere and you want to protect yourself. But also it's just sort of day-to-day, right? You want to keep that barrier up. As you walk into the door, let's say you had a particularly bad day at work and a lot of mess and a lot of gossip and a lot of things happen. And as, right before you walk in, you grab just a pinch of that salt, sprinkle over your left shoulder, walk in and leave that stuff outside so that you walk into the house fresh and you're in your safety, you're in your comfort, you're in your blessings. So that's one way of keeping blessings in the home and protecting the home. Put a little pinch of salt, put a little bit of a little jar, a little bowl, a little container of salt by the door. And before you walk in, just grab a pinch of it over your left shoulder, then walk in. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, another thing that I like to think about, just to give it a little moment here, is 
when people do a bath with uh, for um, cleansing, we talk about you know using pure water, and I do want to emphasize to people that. Pure water comes at a price. Buying Fiji water in a plastic bottle is not really helping the planet any. Most people say, well, I don't like tap water. It's got chlorine in it. You can take tap water, put it out in the sun, stir it up a few times. The chlorine will uh, evaporate out of it, and you'll have nice, as best as good water as you can get. But um, just remember, buying water in plastic bottles is adding to a big, big problem with plastic in our landfills. So um, even though it is spring water, it comes at a price. Be careful. Buy it in glass bottles and you'll be doing the planet a favor. All right, there's our music. And um, I guess it is time for Doc Murphy to read our final going away announcements. And then we'll all come back and say goodbye in our own ways. Take it away, Doctor. Thank you, Miss Cat. <laughs> thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman. And thank you, Ms. Robin of Robinsmojo.com in Northern California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Ramona Scott of Ramona Speaks the Other Truth in Houston, Texas, bringing us the topic of creating a wonderful space for root work and reading. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Doc Murphy, joining you from rootdocmurphy.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Doc Murphy. And I'm just going to say something here about new members joining AIR. Um, we've had a lot of folks applying to AIR. We did mention that Freya Rose is a new member of AIR. You can check her out on AIR. And um, we're going to be working on Reverend James's AIR bio page. So look up, be on the lookout for that. We'll try to get him as a guest on the show. But I happen right. to know that our own Doc Murphy is on the runway, taxiing, ready to take off, <laughs> and she will soon be launched in the AIR. And um, so that's really great. And um, there's a couple of others that I will get to in time. But I just wanted to say, while we have Doc Murphy here, thank you, Doc Murphy, and we look forward to seeing you in air. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.